Welcome to the Cap City Outfitters Podcast. This is episode 241. You've got Chris and Brian. And today we're going to talk about a recent pistol focused training event we did where we ran the um, In Extremis Performance LCs. Um, they're 510 5 um, agility shooting drill thing. Um, yeah, for you guys that don't know, um, In Extremis Performance is a couple of guys that have big letter degrees in human performance and sports science and kinesthetics or kinesiology or something like that. Um, they've been doing a lot of stuff with TTPOA, um, with X-Ray Alpha or Matt Pranka, um, Ben Steger, um, some SF stuff um, down in Bragg and down like so- the southern part of the United States. Um, we found about found out about them via one of the redneck lives um, had some really interesting things to say and that have been wanting to try this drill out for a little while um, so if you're not familiar with the 5105 drill um, this is a oblong sports ball combine <laughs> thing <laughs> That's Sorry. where this comes from. Brian caught me <laughs> on a sip of coffee there, and it almost came out my nose. <laughs> um, yeah, well, then that's what these guys do. Except they, if if they weren't in the LE and military special operations space, they would be in they would be in the professional athletics or collegiate athletics space yeah. more than likely, yeah. uh, or at extremely high level high school. But I mean, you know, all that trickles yeah. down. So that I mean, yeah. they are. They, you know, they, these guys. It, it from from what you're saying. If correct me if I'm wrong. They're they are kinesthetics guys. They're human performance guys. Shooting is a human performance, obviously, but they're probably guys who are super, super much more knowledgeable about moving bodies through space and doing work. Correct. Additionally. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, and which is this is a, something that is a that is a bloody nose. Every time we advance to movement with a group of guys that are. Very, that are pretty damn experienced shooters when you get down to it. I mean, I'm just, I mean, yeah. just from a, from an hours on the range, from yeah. a number of trigger pulls made, from years a, doing this, vice your average person, your average schmo on the street, and vice your average gun guy, vice your average LEO. I'm not saying that there aren't dudes out there who put a whole lot more time in dry firing, but we're we're talking about the group of guys that we train with are dudes that have numerous classes under their belt numerous training, I mean, hundreds of hours of training under their belt, you know, relatively recent, definitely relevant, etc. Yeah. And and so when we start to throw in movement, it really shows, in contrast, a really bright light behind what you're doing and makes it super, super obvious that even guys who spend a fair amount of training, who are on the range twice to three times a month, shoot hundreds of rounds a month, every month, around the clock, low light, daylight, etc. Do a little bit of rifle stuff, but mostly handgun stuff. So, I mean, I'm going to say five, ten thousand rounds a year, somewhere in that range, probably at a minimum. Yeah. When you throw in movement stuff still, the performance level decreases markedly in almost every single instance, which is a big statement about how hard it is to combine those skills. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, carrying on from there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the, the 510.5 thing, it is a like a football agility drill that you would see in a tryouts, combine, um, 
selection, whatever you want to say. Uh, you start in the center. Um, you run up five yards. You run over to the left five yards. <laughs> you run to the right ten yards, and you come back to the center five yards. Uh, so it's a pure, like, a, kind of a lateral shuttle run kind of thing. Um, it really finds out how fast you can change direction and then explode in a different direction. And then come to a stop. Uh, and then come to a stop. You shall write. Uh, pure, like, cardiovascular performance isn't really an issue because this thing is over before you even realize you're out of breath. Well, would say or even hard. Around nine seconds. Yeah, and we did this in deep gravel, yeah, like six-inch deep pea gravel stuff. Yeah, um, and we were all like right about nine seconds. Everybody's within half a second of each other. Yeah, um, and this is anywhere from, I guess I was probably a young guy at forty, um, relatively yeah. good shape. Yeah, to and it's up from there. Up from there, I think the oldest guys probably. 50, early fifties, fifty-four, fifty-five, something like that. Yeah. Um, but still, like decent shape. Um, and then guys in between that are would decidedly say they are in bad shape. Yeah, by their uh, own admission. By yeah. their own admission. Yeah. And the old guy in the group um, is still an athlete. I mean, he yeah. still plays competitive ball and stuff like that. I mean, the so sports I mean, sticks ball. The, yeah, the sports stick ball. Um, and so I mean, you know, so to 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 make that fair, um, this is a dude in his fifties who's I would say uncommon as far as athletic ability and yeah. and shape um and who beats the snot out of a rower you know a few days a week too so yeah. so to to put that in perspective the old guy in the group is still a stud yeah so um some of the younger guys like myself <laughs> and i'm only a couple years younger decidedly are not <laughs> so, yeah uh, but yeah like this the the thing to take away from this was doing this agility drill you know granted we were in gravel which kind of messes things up but kind of it's an equal platform yeah like the train is the train and it's yeah. the everybody train for everybody gravel. yeah um we're all at basically nine seconds yeah um again plus or minus a quarter second from there uh so the movement like just the raw movement we're all on equal footing yeah uh, as far as time performance like all that kind of stuff um we then did the same thing um, with finger guns, where we had targets at 10 yards, uh, everybody basically said pew or bang um, to the target, and we ran the thing. Everybody was at like 11 seconds. Yeah. So just getting getting a gun type thing out in front of you, uh, oriented the target, and adding that bit of okay at the on the far sides, we need to shoot three rounds. When we're in the middle, we shoot one round. Um. Yeah, it adds two seconds, and again, everybody's at you know plus or minus a quarter second from eleven. Okay. So again, relatively you know equal performance. Pretty consistent. Um, consistent. Yep. Uh, then we add it, and we're doing we're doing this at night. Uh, so now we add add real guns, um, dry, but you have to work the light. Uh, so now everybody's at like 13-ish, uh, something like that. Because we ran it, again, no shooting, um, just turn the light on, turn the light off. Um, you know, kind of get a sight picture, but it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be perfect. We're not actually shooting bullets yet. Yeah. Uh, adds another second and a half, maybe two seconds. Yeah. Uh, so everybody's right around like 13 seconds. Uh, again, plus or minus a quarter second across the group. 
Um, then we started doing this with actual, do you got to shoot the target? You know, expectation is this is hit factor scoring. So A zone hits are worth more points than C zone or D zone hits. Um, you know, kind of where the metal meets or yeah, where it all comes together. Uh, now we're seeing, you know, times anywhere from 19 seconds to 14 seconds. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, into the 13s. Um, this is where things started to really get, you know, can you do the movement and can you do the shooting? And do you know your capabilities at 10 yards as to whether or not you can shoot predictively or are you shooting, you know, reactively um, as you engage the target? And then how quickly are you able to, on the presentation, you know, present the gun very rapidly to, you know, that upper A zone and then, you know, commit to it and be able to do what you need to do and then go about doing the next thing you need to do. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it, and we're, we're back to task stacking, right? I mean, that's, it's purely and some purely and simple task stacking. When you, when you go to finger guns, everybody knows where their fingers pointed and there's no accountability. When you go to dry fire, you know, that you probably had guys who were who were putting the dot where they were supposed to put the dot and pressing the trigger appropriately, and it probably would have been good enough kind of conversation. And there's probably other guys that are just click, 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 or mush, 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 and whatever. Um, and, but when you, when you start pushing hardcore accountability into it and a real task that requires some motor skills and requires some hard drive space, right? I mean, yep. at, at that point, it, it's one more thing added onto it. And I, I'd say... Doing it in the dark is almost always going to be one of those things, too, where you've got to find your target, but you're already finding your target. You already ran it with the light, so you knew how to do that. Yeah, we had really good, you know, starlight, and we've got some, call it like parking lot light. Like, yeah. you could almost, if it was just hit the target, you really didn't even need the light yeah. on the gun. Yeah. Like, you probably put the majority of the rounds somewhere into a D zone or better hit. Which gives you a location coming into position. Yeah. Right? I mean, so you can see it's not like it's pitch black and you're you're clearing a room in a basement and you're, you know, working through a doorway and boom, oh, there it is. Or, oh, I got to find it. Yeah. Kind of thing. Plus, it's a repeatable drill. So you already, you already kind of know yeah. where it's at anyway. Yeah. So it's not, you know, again, this is not house clearing and stuff like that. This is not CQB. It's a drill. I, I it, it still stuns me. And, I, and I'm guilty of it. I'm not saying I'm above it or anything like that. It still it still kills me. It still stuns me every time we go and do something like this, where you add the movement into it, the aggressiveness of running the gun backs off. And maybe that's a cautionary thing um, because you're adding movement. You're adding you know you've got cover next to it and everything else. But when you've drilled it with the movement and you've drilled it with the cover and you've drilled it with the light, but then to have you're firing one, three, three, and then one. Yep. Okay, so eight rounds total, and somehow that adds four to six seconds to the drill. Yeah. Uh, well, and in some cases only one or two, but in some cases four to six seconds to the drill. Uh, I, I just, it's interesting to me. Um, with this group, if it was people that were brand new that shot around a second, you know, or a half, or two shots a second, once a quick pace for them, it'd be one thing at a novice level. It's just interesting to me. I, I think I find it, I think it's really freaking cool. So what, yeah. If, yeah, what do you, what are you, what, what's, I mean, I guess, so what's the push, what's the takeaway with this is, you know, it, it just seems it's over and over and over again that there's no magic. The magic is there's no magic. You have to do the work and you've got to get the skills pushed 
And if any one of us had gone and done it in the daylight, it probably would have been a little bit faster. I think you still would have seen a change in velocity adding movement because we've seen oh, yeah. it. Because we've yeah. seen it, right? We see it every time. Um, so is it is it shooting or is it movement or is it when you put them together? I, I don't know. This is just something that interests the hell out of me because we see it and we see it everywhere we go. We see it with all kind of shooters except for people that are, I would say, kind of tippy top. The tippy top guys are already there. They don't even think about it. It's all autopilot yeah. for them. So it's not, so something's not autopilot, and I think it's the shooting, in this case. Yeah, a lot of it. So a lot of it, and I wouldn't even say it's the shooting. Like the trigger pulling, um, you know, everybody's running the same. Splits were similar. Splits are similar. Okay. Uh, maybe a couple of guys backed off, but they went from point twos to point threes. Okay. So not enough to account like, for that that's many seconds. Maybe four tenths of a second, maybe a half a second. Yeah. Um, you know, in the in the overall based on, you know, backing off the splits a little bit, because again, only two of the four strings had multiple shots. Mm-hmm. Um, the other ones were single shots, so the, yeah. there's no split. Yeah. Um, it just is a shot. Uh, a lot of it is that coming into position and being on the brakes appropriately coming mm-hmm. into position. So that we're very stable, uh, you know. Everybody wants to. Everybody wants to get up to top speed in movement, and there's not enough room. Not enough room. Um, so you're, you know, you're taking the five yard stuff. It's like two big steps, and then slowing down. Yeah, I would say the deceleration the, is dramatically more technically critical than the acceleration. In oh, any for of these sure. Movements, right, because yeah. it's it's two steps, two steps, three steps, and then trying to get stopped again. Yep. And coming in with the gun up, pointed down range. Light on. Light on where it's supposed to be. All those things that, you know, we work on, but then seem to seem to be tough to pull back in each time. Yeah. And I, I so the, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a, a a hypothesis here, you know. It I think this is a lack of repetition. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I, I can't attribute it to anything else because any one of these guys could stand flat-footed and do it, and most of them could probably do it in the daylight with a little bit of change, but it's just the reps. It's not. It's just purely not having the reps. Yeah, and I, don't, and I should add, too, with this, we started with the gun out. Yeah. Um, so you have the gun in your hand. Um, there's no drawing from no drawing the gun out of the holster. There's no concealment. Yeah. Like, this was pure... Yeah. Like your gun's in your hand on go, like you had to run five yards and shoot the target. Yeah. Uh, to start the drill. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like all of the, all the normal like variations for that stuff kind of got removed. Yeah. Yeah. You took a lot of the confusion and a lot of the things that could kind of muddy it up and kind of really, that's, this isn't a bare essence of movement and pulling the trigger. Yeah. You know, kind of distilled down. Um, and I, I just think that, it's no different than the novice shooter who goes out and when they start moving, everything slows way down again because it's you're you're stacking tasks. Yeah. Same thing here, and it's just it's an, another task being that it's in the dark. Um, and you said that everybody kind of sped up toward the end, but they had to get the reps in. I, I think that so much of this stuff, and so if you got a group of guys who who spends two or two or three sessions a month on the range. Um, you know, running drills, doing whatever they can do. And in a lot of circumstances, you maybe you can't necessarily do some of this stuff at your local indoor range where you're stuck in a shooting carol. And maybe you can't do some of it at your local outdoor range because there's other people around or the facility doesn't allow it or whatever. Um, there's, there's a serious conversation around being able to move your feet and doing footwork drills and stuff like that. At a, at a certain point in our lives, and for a lot of people, it's like 16, 
some people it's 21 stop running they stop moving and stop doing that kind of stuff so getting back into that kind of stuff i don't think is like the impossible feat because for old dudes there's a group of us that move okay for yeah. old dudes um i'd say a lot better than just okay yeah yeah for old dudes for sure i mean yeah and 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 honestly a lot better than some young folks who don't move um as as a general rule of thumb but putting the shooting into it is one of those things that we're all pretty comfortable with but it is it, it is still going to this kind of different conversation around how we're looking at things and really trying to for us push i'm not gonna say we're pushing the limits of human performance as a as a group we're not um but but the the techniques that we're trying to use to do it are from the guys who are doing that and so we're trying to do our best of that part of that on that spectrum and it's it's not ingrained because it takes so many reps and it takes so much time and it's really kind of to me shows when you look at somebody at a very very high level as a shooter whether they're a competition guy or whether they're you know a d-boy or some kind of hrt pro or something like that um that these guys are in a different world but it's reps it's what they do over and over and over and over and over again until they're operational and then when they're operational they still try and do it as much as they can during that time frame too yeah. um yeah and and that's we're taking the decision making part out of the conversation but the rest of it's the same yeah yeah, I, I like I said, I, I probably sound like a nerd right now because I'm totally nerding out over this. But and and unfortunately, I missed this training night. Um, I had family commitments and couldn't make it, and that's super bummer because this is more of what I need and kind of the stuff that I like because it really shows the deficits. Yeah, yeah. The big takeaways uh, as far as stuff, I think people are hopefully going to go back and work on uh, again is coming into position with the gun up. Yeah. Uh, we still have a couple guys that like to come in do like a, a pirouette or a pivot yeah um, and then punch the gun out you know which is just eating time yeah um, and it eats a lot of time when you've got to do that you know effectively four times um, there's probably half, half a, second. a second to yeah. three quarters of a second or more yeah. um, each time they do that and then they kind of collapse the same way before they leave a position yeah, yeah. Uh, which again is that half second to three quarters of a second, depending on, you know, if they're turning the light off and then pulling the gun in and then turning and then running. Yeah. Um, versus just being like, I'm done shooting the lights off as I'm moving my feet and I'm going where I need to go. Yeah. Um, that's one of the big things. And the other one really is the presentation and the index of being able to, to you know, come into the position, being hard focused on exactly the spot on the target you want to hit and then just letting the gun come up to the eye target line and the dot or the sights kind of being focused on that point yeah uh, so when the dot you know is stable enough that you can just go to work and start shooting and that 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 comes from a consistent mount slash body position shooting the gun and a durable grip it's only three shots but it matters because you just moved and if you took your hand off the gun to move, which at 10 yards you probably did, yep. um, you know, can you- Even at five yards exactly, you probably did. Yeah, exactly. If you're taking more than a step or maybe two, you're probably gonna take your hand off the gun. So having that consistency of upper body behavior, body alignment, where you're, where you're at, how you're punching the gun out, et cetera, and then that durable grip along with it, the consistent durable grip, um, if you're not doing those things coming into position, those three shots either break down and aren't accurate or they're slow or both. And so, again, it's just doing it over and over and over and over again and getting those reps in. Um, yeah, interesting stuff. Yeah. I love it. Cool.
Yeah, the other other thing I will say, um, you know, lights become a factor, can become a factor. Mm-hmm. Um, guys that have switched lights or the switch between lights, I think we're at a little bit at a disadvantage mm-hmm. uh, because of the switching involved. Um, that you know, be like, what, like, what button, what switch? How do I do this? Yeah, uh, it's just that little bit that will, you know, it slows somebody down and it slows down that presentation. Yeah. It kind of wrecks the confidence a little bit, which then either forces somebody to think they have to shoot faster to make up the time, which generally doesn't work out very well. Yeah. Or it just adds a lot more time, you know, to the timer. Yeah. Yeah. And all and again, all those things I think are solvable via reps. I think it's solvable via reps presentation, etc. And I think it is something too that like, you know, we're talking about running ten yards between positions and doing these different things and actually shooting the gun live. I don't I don't think you would lose very much not necessarily out of the drill but out of the concepts to literally put up a couple targets in your basement to move around in the dark and work the light around yeah. those targets as visual barriers and say hey I'm gonna put two targets up I'm gonna shoot from one side shoot from the middle shoot from the other side just taking taking a yeah. step or two and you know giving yourself whatever that extra step so that you've got to kind of lower the gun and bring it back up kind of conversation or find the dot, the sights, whatever yeah. on the target, and manipulate the light appropriately, I think would all be good reps kind of things. Um, especially if you were honest with yourself and accountable for the dry fire aspect of it too, went with a little bit smaller target, and just said, hey, I'm gonna make sure I put it where I need to put it every single time, even if that means slowing down significantly on the movement, not on the shooting. Yeah, well, I mean, in the movement would be slowing down, you know, when it's time to slow down. Yep. Uh, if you're able to get up to speed or move aggressively, like being able to move aggressively is really important. Yes. Because uh, yeah. that's what we're going to do in the real world. Yeah. Um, you know, the Hopefully. guys that study, you know, body, police body cam footage or surveillance cam footage and look at stuff, like when things go down for real, um, everybody seems to move like they're in a great big hurry. Yeah. No, nobody um, shoves it into, nobody shoves it into idle. Yeah. Yeah, it's all, oh, crap, time to go. Um, which is kind of why, you know, one of the reasons why we really focused on you know, training at that, you know, 100% movement speed, yeah, uh, 100% aggression is because we expect the body to want to do that in the real world. So yeah. if we train to be there, then when it happens, like, we're already used to being there. Exactly. Yeah. Don't forget that when you first get started, throw your hands in the air and go, ah! and then try and draw your gun. So, oh, wait a minute. You can leave that part out. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll stick with the efficiencies. Sorry. Sorry. Couldn't help myself. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, reps, 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 doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it. Having maybe somebody there with you or some buddies or a group of people there with you. Again, we're back to that tribe thing. Having guys behind you, watching you move, maybe helping you clean stuff up. Um, especially from a movement perspective and kind of riding you about it and holding you accountable for your hits. If you can get out on the range and you got someplace you can do stuff like this, um, it's freaking awesome. It's a great thing to be doing. Yeah. Uh, this might also be a good drill, even if you could do it with other people with like a cert pistol. Yeah. If you had something where you couldn't shoot, but you could yeah. set up targets and, and not freak out the neighbors too bad, doing yeah. something like this with a cert pistol, I think would be a really interesting exercise too. Yeah, or an airsoft gun. Yeah. Um, there's no reason you couldn't do this with an airsoft gun. Yeah. Um, if you had access to, you know, a, a proper, properly situated backyard or yeah. farm or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, you could do it as a low yeah. light event without freaking anybody out or, or, or even a, bad, even a daylight neighbor. event. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of this really is, does come down to, you know, the movement. Um, the shooting isn't, 
I mean, it's open, wide open, USPSA targets at 10 yards. There's yeah. really no challenge to, there shouldn't be a challenge yeah. to the shooting. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you're hitting an open USPSA target at 10 yards as a challenge to your shooting, then there's some other work that's gotta happen there's, too. Yeah, there's probably some more foundational stuff that needs to go on from, from there, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and we're all occasionally need to be put in the basement and work on our foundation. Cool. Good yeah. stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, and that and as we come across interesting kind of things like this, uh, we do try to post it up to our Facebook and Instagram. Uh, on Facebook, you can follow us along at Cap City Outfitters. On Instagram, we are Cap City Outfitters 2. On our website, capcityoutfitters.com, you can find information such as how to do an FFL transfer, how to purchase a suppressor via our storefront over at silencershop.com. Also on the website, you can sign up for our email newsletter, or you can send us an email to info at capcityoutfitters.com. We will add you to the newsletter list. And then we're here in Hilliard, Ohio. We're at 4465 Cemetery Road. We're in front of the Aldi's. We're directly next to Louis Fusion Drill, and we're here Tuesday through Friday, 10 to 5. Uh, Saturdays, 10 to 3. Uh, I'm not sure exactly when this podcast is going to drop. Yeah. Uh, but if it's close to Christmas, um, do check the website um, to figure out you know, if we're open or not. Um, we plan to be closed the week between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. Uh, so do check that kind of stuff before you head over. Please. But otherwise, we look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in.